0: in the in today's portion of course we learn about the pora aduma but there's an unusual in the rambam the rambam says that um, uh, they will make uh, ten uh, ten pora ten pora adumas the nine were made and the tenth one will be made by the melech Hamashiach. I think it's in Hilx Molochim somewhere yeah, where is this in Hilx Malachim, I think words, that the tenth pora will be made by, by the melech Hamashiach. But, but the strange thing is, we know that the Rambam also brings down the laws that are not applicable uh, bisman hazeh, while in the Shulchan Aruch, uh, by and large, all the poskim, they only record the halachas which are applicable bisman hazeh. But Hilchaseh le the Nyonim that is going to take place with the building of the Beis Hamidosh, they didn't really deal with it, but the Rambam did, and the Rambam quotes all halachas. That's unique about the Sefer Rambam, that he covers all halachas, whether they apply bismanazeh or not apply bisman bismidosh. He quotes them all, so that's understood why the Rambam would write what's going to take place, that the pora asiris is going to take place in this man from Mashiach. But the Rambam finishes with a strange uh, request over there, with a prayer. He says the there, so I was looking for the lotion that It's unusual for the Rambam to uh, bring in a prayer, Bechlau, and a personal prayer, and, and the question really is, the Rambam's work over here is a Sefer Halochas, it's not a Sefer of uh, prayers or a Medrash, it's a Plain Halochas, so why would the Rambam all of a sudden bring in a prayer over here. We all know that the Rebbe, that the, one of the main aspects that the Rebbe was always uh, getting people to get excited about his, and uh, anticipating and awaiting the coming of Mashiach. So the Rebbe says that the reason why the Rambam writes it over here is actually to teach us a halacha. That's precisely why the Rambam writes it over here. It's not just to make a prayer, But it's actually aloha. The fact that it's making the prayer is making aloha. So, number one, of course we know, we say animamin, and we have to intellectually believe in the coming of Mashiach. But we know that that's not sufficient. It's not just to know that Mashiach is coming and to believe that he's coming, but also it has to bring about a yearning in one's heart, and an anticipation that it should really happen. Just like a person prays for other things that is missing. He prays for Parnasa, he prays for good health, he prays for success uh, with the children, he prays for Shalom Bayis, he prays, which means everything that you are lacking, you pray to the there. So that's something which is true for Mashiach as well. That Mashiach is not only something intellectually, but Mashiach should be something that you feel that you're missing, and that's why you pray for it. And... The fact is that at certain times uh, we think about certain inyonim, or when we have difficulties, for example, we will pray for that specific thing that we're having a problem with. We'll, we'll pray for it. But we don't always pray for everything because a lot of times certain areas in our lives are covered. We don't have a problem to pray for it. So they, 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 that's covered. So. The Rebbe learns like this, that what the Rambam is trying to tell you, the Rambam brings in the prayer over here, which seems like out of place over here, because why all of a sudden praying over here? So the Rambam wants to bring out, A, one has to believe in the coming of Mashiach intellectually. B, one has to be feeling that Mashiach is something that is lacking, and therefore he's making a prayer. And C, that lacking should not be only at a certain time. But Dafke the Rambam sticks it in, in just in any place to show you that this is something that we're lacking all the time. It's not only at a specific time that we're lacking, but we're actually lacking that all the time. And therefore, the Rambam writes about this in a place where he talks about it'll be Mashiach will come we'll make the Porat series Right away he makes a prayer and to say that this is something that we should lack all the time. But the truth of the matter is that um, especially when it comes a certain time of the year, like now we're just Gimbal Tammuz, which is already 22 years since Yorzeit of the Rebbe, the third day of Tammuz, in Toshinun Nundalat. And so that time is a little bit of a, of a, I guess, of a special prayer, it's a little bit of a disappointment, a little bit of a of a letdown to a certain extent, because the Rebbe was pushing so hard and who haven't yet been uh, helped. You look around what's going on in the world sometimes, especially what's going on in the Eretz HaKodesh, and you look about how the chayes roys, how the uh, they're, they're going wild and doing terrible things. So it's a little bit of a time. So it's actually I'm not saying different than the Rebbe Chazveshola, but what I'm saying is it's always the minion of Mashiach, we're always lacking. It's something not. it's not only like we have to always be, be um warning for something, but it's taka something that we're lacking at this particular point. We're always lacking Mashiach. I mean, it was the, Rebbe, that's the Rebbe's point is, Mashiach should always be something that we're lacking. That's something that we need. And um, as the Rebbe also touched the prayer, he says, Semach David Avducho, Meiris HaTzmiyach, V'Karne Tor B'Shuru Hosecho, K'ilishu Oscho, K'ivinu Kol Hayoim, it brings down from Dekhido, that idea of the K'ilishu Oscho, K'ivinu Kol Hayoim, that when we feel that we're lacking and we're praying for it, and we scream out to HaKadosh Barucho, Ad Mosai, that K'ilishu Oscho, K'ivinu Kol Hayoim, that is a reason of the Semach David Avducho, why was Meiris HaTzmiyach? It's because Because we keep on hoping, and because we keep on praying, and because we go. So especially around the time of Gimel Tammuz, when the golus uh, and the difficulties are so strong and so hard, that's especially a time that we feel that we want to yell out, that Mosai and David should help, Take, that these days should be turned around. And uh, these are days that were, simchadika days in the Chabad calendar, because between Gimel and Yud base, with Gimel Tamuz, those were the days that started the Geula from the free, the Kerebe, going out, being let out of prison. And then eventually on the thirteenth, 12th and 13th of Tamuz, he was let out of uh, uh, even exile. He was totally freed. And, um, and the Rebbe brings down very stark in the in the sieg, as the Rebbe brings down that the previous Rebbe was actually allowed to leave the prison on Thursday, which was um, on Thursday, which was Tammuz, he was allowed to leave, but he didn't want to go because that would mean that he'd have to ride on Shabbos. So he, he chose to stay in prison and, you know, over there they can change their mind very quickly. <laughs> I mean, if they let you go out, you go, you run. <laughs> not so. The Fridic Rebbe did not go. He knew that traveling on Shabbos the Rebbe explains that Friedrich Rebbe did not give even any recognition to them at all. People that are against the are against Torah, against Yiddishkeit, he considered them as non-existent, Bechlal, he didn't consider them anything. It wasn't even a matter of, of do I have to do, serious Sinai, of that? Maybe if you had to ask a Bayarov, the Rebbe talks this idea of Chukas, of hakiko. It was so ingrained, it was it wasn't a rational decision that you had to calculate, but it was a total messidus nefesh. So we're standing now in a very auspicious time. In one hand, between Gimel and Yud-based Thomas and the Chaggid Ula and the Friski Rebbe, and then we're also standing in after Achoshu Chas Oritz. So they should help that you help that We should also see the Ula Amitzvah Shleima and Chiz will and with all the tzaddikim, with all the the with all the nesiim, and we we'll hope this happens. in are headed Mm-hmm, mer-